Now, on a freezing grey day and completely underdressed, she was wearing her lucky T-shirt with Don't Sweat the Details printed on the front. Rachel caught the tube to South Kensington, arriving exactly on time for her appointment with Dr Charles Wentworth. He was the supervisor of the project she was about to undertake and worked in the Life Sciences Department at the Natural History Museum. They'd spoken via a pixelated Skype call, the connection sporadically dropping out while she was in Aitutaki, and he'd followed up by email with confirmation of the job and this appointment. She found the research officers and presented herself to the receptionist. The room was warm and she felt herself begin to defrost, curling and uncurling her fingers as the feeling returned to them. Ah, hello there. You must be Miss Parker. She looked up to see the man in front of her holding out a hand in greeting. Dr Wentworth, but call me Charles. Rachel, she said, getting to her feet and taking his hand. He had a firm grip and cool, dry skin, and she decided she liked the look of him. Heavy tortoiseshell glasses balanced precariously on the end of his nose. His shoulders had the slightly hunched look of someone who spent too many hours looking through a microscope, and his tie appeared to have some of his breakfast clinging to it. Egg yolk, if she wasn't mistaken. His smile was warm and genuine, and she found herself returning it easily. He led her into his office and proceeded to outline the previous study and what it had entailed, handing over several thick manila folders of information. They pertain to the original work and also outline what we expect you will address in your research, but basically you'll be looking at this one particular clam and determining any indicators of ecosystem change. Yes, said Rachel. Venus varicosa. Indeed. I gather from our previous conversation that you are something of a fan of such bivalves, though I confess this hardly compares to the spectacular species you have been studying on Aitutaki. As he said this, a dreamy look came over him. It often did, Rachel had noticed, when people mentioned the tropical islands of the South Pacific, Tahiti, Bora Bora, the Cooks. Gauguin had a lot to answer for. She inclined her head. Nevertheless, this is equally as important. Oh, absolutely. It'll form part of a nationwide study on the effects of climate change on our marine life and the rate at which the increasing acidification of our waters affects their growth patterns. His eyes shone behind his glasses. The Silly Isles are a favourite of mine. If I didn't have to put my children through school, I'd be down there like a shot. I've heard they're stunning, she said politely, noticing that his attention had been diverted elsewhere as he rifled through the paperwork on his desk. Ah, yes, here it is. He held a sheet aloft and peered at it. There's just a slight hiccup with the funding, but not to worry. I'm certain it will all sort itself out. Paperwork, details, that's all. Rachel felt a faint stirring of alarm. She'd quit her previous job for this. Haven't quite got it signed off, but it'll all be tickety-boo in a week or so, he added. Tickety-boo. She hoped that meant what she thought it did. No need for you to be concerned, dear girl. Rachel ground her teeth. She was a 35-year-old woman, not someone's dear girl. She held herself in check. Charles Wentworth was her supervisor, 
and she was depending on him for this job. Should I delay my journey? She asked, hoping his answer would be a negative one. She had no desire to cool her heels in London any longer than necessary. Big cities were an anathema to her. They were dirty, crowded and exhausting. They sapped her spirit, and she found herself becoming irritable and anxious the more time she spent in them. London, with its kamikaze cyclists threatening to wipe her out every time she tried to cross the road, and the press of people on buses and the tube in rush hour, made her especially claustrophobic. Oh, I don't think that will be necessary, he said breezily. It's a mere formality. I must say, he added, sifting through some more papers, your references are excellent. Rachel had got on well with her previous supervisor, and although he had been sad to see her leave, he'd promised to sing her praises. She smiled and sent a mental note of thanks to him. Now, why don't we talk about what you will be expected to produce? Since you will be unsupervised down there, I and the higher-ups will need a weekly report emailed to us outlining your activities and progress. Rachel nodded. Of course, that won't be a problem at all. As I mentioned when we last spoke, there's a cottage, two up, two down. He caught her puzzled look. Two rooms upstairs and two downstairs, he explained. It sounds more salubrious than my last accommodation, she reassured him, thinking of the one-room thatched roof bungalow that she had shared with an ever-changing insect population. Jolly good, then. I think that about covers it. Did you have any questions? She shook her head. Well, then good luck, and I expect you'll be in touch if anything does come up. Nice t-shirt, by the way. Rachel smiled again. After her meeting, her next pressing task was to kit herself out with a new wardrobe, suitable for the Northern Hemisphere winter. He stood up and Rachel did the same, shaking hands once more before stowing the folders in her daypack and retracing her path to the entrance. She needed to find an outdoor gear store for waterproofs, hiking boots and thermal layers. A cold wind bit through the thin cotton of her top and she wrapped her arms around herself and shivered as she hurried in the direction of the nearest tube station.